Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we feature Kit Pepper from Sadie's, which is located at 87 East Main Street in Frostburg, Maryland. And it's a gallery where gathering is an art, and it's open nine days a month from the first Friday to the second Saturday. Each month brings new artwork, a fresh theme, and new events. Hours are late afternoon, early evening during the week, Monday through Thursday, later on Fridays, and all day Saturday and Sunday afternoon. So there's no excuse uh, as to why you can't stop into your your local gallery and, um, and hang out for a little bit and enjoy some fantastic art. If you are an artist and you're interested in showing at Sadie's or uh, just the whole concept, get in touch with Kit Pepper and we'll have her email and direct links to the Facebook page so you can never miss one of her events on our website and that is recordandtalklisten.com. And while you're there, we highly encourage you to check out our previous episodes. They're all housed there for you to listen to for free. You can do that through the browser or you can take the show with you on your phone. We are available for download on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, and Google Play. So make sure to, to check that out. And if you do subscribe, you'll never miss another new episode. So you'll always be caught up on the latest and greatest. If you're interested in sponsoring the show and or donating to the show, all that information can be found on the front page. Uh, there's a donate button at the top on the right hand side. And if you yourself want to be a patron, speaking of arts, if you would like to be a patron of the podcast, um, click on the little orange and white badge that says Patreon. Um, that way you can support the show and, and get some really um, fun and fantastic perks. So speaking of fun and fantastic, uh, if you haven't been to Sadie's, I highly suggest you check it out. Um, this month's theme is called Come Play With Me, and you, there's some events happening this week. And on Friday that you you just can't miss. It involves uh, some croquet with the help of your fellow art goers. So in order to solve uh, the mystery of that little hint, you're going to have to stay tuned. So without further ado, here is Kit Pepper from Sadie's in Frostburg, Maryland. You have come to the podcast to talk about Sadie's. Yes. Now, you are relatively new to Frostburg. Yes. I moved here about a year and a half ago, almost randomly. I yeah. was looking for a small, walkable, unique town that had uh, a progressive vibe to it, but I didn't want to be in a suburb. I wanted something that was uh, concise, you know, yeah. uh, and I... Um, Frostburg seemed to fit the bill, and I ended up here, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, and you purchased this building on Main Street. And, yes. And you found some very a good connection with the building, which is rare, I think. Uh, I, When I first got to Frostburg, I was living on Main Street, mm -hmm. trying to see if I wanted to stay in Frostburg, and I knew pretty quickly I did. Yeah. And uh, there was a vacant building. Uh, it had been vacant for about 15 years. It was owned by the family that originally built the building in 1937. Okay. Uh, it has uh, two commercial spaces on the first floor and a, an apartment. It has a huge green backyard, which is nobody knows is back wow. there. Trees, 20-foot tall shrubs. Wow. Uh, and it's uh, got a nine-room apartment on the second floor and a big sun porch with a mountain view. So it had been sitting there for a long time. The family that lived there is just a story that I fell in love with. Um, it was a barber shop, uh, 
since the turn of the century, there was a wooden structure there, and uh, uh, the, the Laporta family lived there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a family barbershop in the back in the coal miner days. Barbershops were really important because that's was really when the coal miners needed a bath or a shave or yeah. whatever to pamper uh, themselves a little bit. Uh, well, they lived in rooming houses when they would come in from different towns to, and the rooming houses didn't really have bathroom facilities right. back then. So yeah. barbershops were important. Anyway, this this family lived there. They had eight kids, and um, there there was fire on Main Street, and their building burned. And they built the building that I'm in, the brick building, in 1937. And the first thing that struck me when I uh, got in to see the building was that the contract for the building had the wife's name on it, not the husband. Right. Uh, Her name was Sadie, Sadie Laporta. And uh, the fact that they were Italian (coughs) kind of spoke to me. I grew up in Italy. My dad was in the government. And... uh, we had lived in Italy for most of like my elementary school years, uh, so there was kind of a connection there. Sure. Um, and uh, on the first floor there was a barber shop, and on the other side was a beauty shop. Um, my great grandmother and my grandmother owned a beauty shop, but they lived above in Greenville, South Carolina, for all their lives. So there right. was another little yeah. intersection of cool stuff. Yeah. So I started <clears throat> researching and talking to the family members that were still in town. They had. The building had been empty, but it was still full of a lot of their stuff that had accumulated over the 80-plus years that the building had been there. Right. Um, and uh, I found out that Sadie had been, uh, she was born in Sicily in 1885. She came, to, she immigrated to the States as part of an arranged marriage at the age of 13. She married her cousin's best friend. Her oh cousin goodness. and his best friend were both barbers in Manhattan. Ah. And when she got to Manhattan, they, I don't know how they picked Frostburg. Maybe someday I'll find someone who can share with me <laughs> why Frostburg, but they ended up here. And um, I don't know why her name was the only name on the contract for the building. It cost $6,000 to build that whole big 3,700 square foot building. And the more I found out about the family, the more I just fell in love with the place. Mm-hmm. It has uh, it's never been divided up into apartments. It's never been what I call load or Home Depot. Right. It's all the original molding, the original doors. The, the floors have been covered with carpet almost the whole time. And when I pulled up the carpet, the floors are finished and perfect. All I did How basically lucky. was Swiffer them and uh-huh. they were ready to go. Um, the uh, kitchen cabinets are, are every, everything is original yeah uh and uh and i i i love that i'm not not changing anything not upgrading not putting a dishwasher in not doing any of those things but um i named my business after sadie yeah uh she inspired me i found all these pictures of her there were um boxes of um uh white gloves that ladies used to wear back in the day Mm -hmm. and these beautiful scarves that women would wear and when one of the closet uh or cabinets in the basement were like all her party dresses were there oh my goodness and then as i i bought the place in january and uh i think one of the reasons they sold it to me is because they said something about oh it's going to take us forever to get all this stuff out of here and i was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) you take whatever you want for your family but don't touch anything don't throw anything away yeah so um i probably spent two weeks just going through everything it was amazing um i found lots of bottles 
of alcohol okay. tucked in different places. In the closet, all of a sudden, there'd be a perfectly good unopened bottle of scotch and a bottle of wine here and all of huh. that. Uh, and I found out from the the guys at Lucky Liquors across the street that um, uh, Sadie and then Helen, her daughter, who was the last person to live there, would get a weekly delivery okay. from Lucky's, yeah. which is literally maybe 20 paces away. Well, you know. Um, so there were like 25 bottles stashed around the place. Uh, and I asked the, the grandson, uh, who is, he's in his 70s, I asked the grandson, I said, so were they stashed, like, because she didn't want people to know she had them? Mm-hmm. No, no. She go, He said, those were all bottles that people would bring over, and she didn't drink that. She drank other things. And oh, she would, so she just, she accepted the gift, but then just exactly. put them away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the house is just rich with stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that was important to me. Uh, it was like a bonus. Sure. Um, Helen um, was uh, one of Sadie's children, and she uh, moved back in as an older woman, and uh, Sadie died in the 70s. And uh, Helen lived there alone. She lived on the second floor. Uh, and I think there were some, you know, sisters and cousins that moved in and out. It was sure. very much a expanded, or not expanded family, extended, extended family, family concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Helen <coughs> got on in years, and she had to move to the first floor. And what she did, uh, the barber shop was obviously closed then. The uh, barbers had passed away. And she put all of her living room furniture in the space that Sadie's now. She called it her gathering room. Okay. She put big drapes on the windows. And when she wanted company, she would go out and turn on the lights and open the drapes, mix herself a drink or a glass of wine, and sit there in her big recliner and wait for people to show up, and they would, because they, if they were on Main Street, and they, this is like in the 80s, yeah, they would uh, see that Helen's lights were on, and they would come and hang out with her. What a great idea. Well, and that's why, so it's Sadie's, uh-huh. because Sadie, I figure any woman in 1937 that had her name on a construction contract had to be just one kick-ass lady. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she had all those kids, and so I was impressed from day one about Sadie. And then Helen had her gathering room. So it's Sadie's mm-hmm. uh, where gathering is an art. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and my vision for the commercial space is to give people who are passionate about what they create uh, a place to show it and sell it and interact with people. But the event aspect of Sadie's is equally important to me. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things that I liked about Frostburg when I got here was there was a good sense of community, but I, I wanted more. I mm-hmm. wanted, uh, you know, it's, I, I just, I, I wanted to add to that and I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, so we have, we're open nine days a month. That's great. Uh, the first Friday, whatever that date is until the second Saturday, uh, mostly in the late afternoon, early evening, sometimes okay. later into the evening. <laughs> we were, uh, uh, the opening night last Friday went on till a little after midnight, which yeah, was great. Good. Um, but my vision is when people leave their homes and they walk downtown to get a drink or to have dinner, having a place to pop in and see what's going on. Um, we have a couple of events that are going to be routinely, uh, are going to be redone every, um, or repeated, I'm sorry, every show. Okay. But every show has a completely different theme. Right. 
the theme this week is Come Play With Me. Okay. And it, the uh, it's games, toys. There's a sign on the door that says uh, all adults must be accompanied by their inner child. Nice. There's a big hopscotch painted on the floor. Um, <laughs> we have I have ping pong balls and croquet mallets. And we're uh, on this coming Friday, we're going to play a little game where the people in the gallery are actually the wickets for the croquet. Oh, fantastic. Um, and you will have to guide your ping pong ball around the room and, and see how many wickets, they can get wickets you can go through. <laughs> it's a great mixer. Yeah. Um, some of the events are kind of silly. The repeating events uh, on Monday nights and Thursday nights. Okay. Last we started the Monday night. Uh, it's the official name is the Saint Monday Reader Rodeo. Okay. I call it the Slacker Book Club. Okay. Oh, great. Um, I was a member of like a lot of people of a book club for many many years where I used to live, and the ladies in my book club were my bestest friends, and we would all read a book, and half we would show up, half of us would have. Read it, the book yeah. and uh -huh. the other half wouldn't and um it was a little bit of work uh we talk about the book that kind of thing we all know how that works well this doesn't work that way okay this is a combination of reading and whatever you call everybody has a different name for it the gift exchange thing that you do either with your office mates or your relatives where everybody picks a number and you open a gift oh, yeah. and you mm -hmm. trade it off and yeah. it's stolen from you yes okay so you bring a book that you've read uh-huh Everybody picks a number. The first person gets 60 seconds to say, oh, I read this book and I thought it was great because it had a great mystery or it had great sex, whatever reason it is, right, without right. giving away the plot. Uh -huh. And then the um, after 60 seconds, okay, the first person's done. Number two says, I read this book. I thought it was blah, blah, blah. And then when that person is done, they can take number one's book or keep their own Right. As you go around the room, and if someone takes your book, you get to take somebody else's book. We did this last show for the food porn show, yes. and it, it was fun. We had a good time. Good. Didn't take too long. Um, some people had all, like a couple people had both read a certain book, so sure. they formed a little alliance alliance, and <laughs> talked about it after we had traded all the books around. So we'll be doing that every Monday. Okay. Um, and then on Thursday, this will be the... Uh, the initial maiden voyage of BYO trivia. Okay. Uh, it's masterless trivia. Okay. I uh, like that. Everybody has to bring three questions. Okay. That somehow relate by breadcrumbs, if you have to, to the theme of the week. Okay. So this week it would be games, toys, um, so like music. when a game, what year was a game invented? I, exactly. Yeah. Like did, you know, I don't even know. Did Monopoly have a different name when it was invented? True. You know, yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So bring your three questions. There'll be silly prizes. Okay. Uh, and so we're doing that on Thursday night, on Thursday nights. And uh, this week we're doing Thursday BYO trivia followed by uh, drum circle, okay. which fits with the come play with me sure. theme. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that people will again play hopscotch. They did for the opening night. It was very fun. Once Good. everybody had a big argument about remembering what the exact rules were. I'm did beginning. you like throw a stone and then uh, uh, do the hopscotch to that stone without stepping in that box? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There was a big thing about do you go over it and go all the way to the end and come back and then pick it up on your way back? No, I think 
you think it's I don't know it no. depends on how you I guess where you grew up maybe geographically I am thinking it's regional yeah um but I uh we have little hacky sack bags for yeah. the for the stone for the stones yeah um so those two events will be all the time this week uh, for Friday night, we are having the uh, Cheesy Toy Parade costume party. Okay. <laughs> I'm big on costume <laughs> parties. Uh, you can come uh, as your favorite or maybe least favorite toy oh, or okay. game. Yeah, sure. Uh, and there's two levels of involvement. Okay. We have two awards. We have the Minimalist Award okay. for the person who does the least but invokes the most, uh, the, the strongest persona of the, of the whatever toy, toy yeah, or game sure. they select and then we have of course the overachiever award <laughs> we all know those people <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, and again the prizes will be horrible um, but cherished and valued i'm Absolutely. sure for at least the rest of the evening yeah um when we did our opening originally the theme was uh prom queens and pool boys yes we were out of town unfortunately for that but i saw some photos and it was pretty fantastic it was pretty much fun we had a good time uh so that's the concept nine days my uh theme next month is um steampunkopolis okay what is steampunk for people who don't know steampunk is usage of um almost like industrial items and um the almost a mad max look to things with like a victorian throwback exactly yeah yeah okay it's one of those you can't tell if it's futuristic or if it's 100 years old right 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 but it's out there okay yeah um a lot of mechanical parts and you know gears and things like that but see it once again i stuck the um opolis on the end of it uh-huh. so it'll be a tweaked version of that and I'm, I'm really happy with the way that for all the themes uh you know I had to come up with the themes without having artists I didn't go find artists and yeah I was gonna that was name next, their themes that was my next question it's like uh, how do you come up with a theme and then find an artist or how do you how what's your process I just tried to get something with some diverse you know something changing every month yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um I'm very much with the art that I do myself I am not a person to go out and find the things I'm looking for to make something. I am the person who walks in the basement and goes, I have this, I have that, I have sure. that. I'm going to make something out of these specific things. Yeah. Um, I think if you come to this show, if you look at the way that titles are on the paintings, you'll, you'll see, you'll see that. Interplay. You'll see that. I've yeah. been carrying around these items with me for about five years waiting to, to use them, to do, use them for something. And they got pressed into service for this show. Good. The artist for this show, the Come Play With Me show, is a highly, highly accomplished uh, watercolorist. She's been in Frostburg for about two years. She's in Miami before that. Uh, her name is Britt Silkey, and she's an illustrator and uh, just a great painter. And she, I was very happy to have her work featured in the gallery for this show, and I just assumed she was going to take her work and bring it over and we would hang it and it would be a part of the show but mm-hmm. she came to opening night of the food porn show oh okay and uh i didn't really talk to her that night but she came back a couple days later and she was so excited she goes i came to the show and i realized it hit me like a ton of bricks what you're trying to do here mm-hmm. and she said it's after 20 years of painting i realized it was time for me to up my game wow yeah wow. It, was, it was it just i was so thrilled and she was so excited talking about it and what she's done is she's picked 
20 something artists, mostly from the last hundred years, um, people that are, are pretty uh, well-known, iconic type sure. stuff, Maxfield Parish, okay, you know, yeah, people yeah. like that. And she has basically mimicked their style if they were doing something that involved playing and having fun. Wow. And so that's a spin. That's totally turning it on its head for you then. Um, Because you're expecting like just her beautiful watercolors. Exactly. You know, um, that's great. Punctuate the show. Yeah. It really sums up what my goal is. is just to create a space and an opportunity and let things come together to develop a synergy that really wasn't there before. I agree with you because there really wasn't an art gallery space where there was no rules. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, you could show art in bars and stuff like Dante's is a really great place to showcase artists, especially young artists. Um, But there's no place for maybe established artists or people that have never done it before to have like um, a creative place where they can bounce ideas off and no ideas seems crazy or not doable. So maybe, maybe not all of them are doable, but I think it's great. I really enjoy it. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm very happy with the response uh, that Sadie's is getting. And I'm um, thrilled with how Frostburg is embracing the crazy events. We had um, during the, you know, the food porn uh, show obviously involved a lot of nudity. And we have a resource in Frostburg, uh, Paris Ashley, who's a fabulous muralist. And one of the events that we did that week is the title of it was uh, The Town Murals, The Town Muralist. And he's stripped down to his skivvies. skivvies, (laughs) And we uh, painted him from head to toe. Uh, Everybody really, really got into it. Uh, luckily it was so much fun that the two days of cleanup I had to do, <laughs> well, you were got, happy to do it. <laughs> I got to giggle and laugh the whole time. It was so much more fun even than I thought it would be. Well, I mean, once you get over the initial saturation of being covered in paint, it just becomes fun. It's like, if you get muddy, it's the same thing. It's like once you've reached maximum saturation of being wet or muddy or covered in paint, you just sort of, you know, let go and you just sort of in the moment, you can't really do anything about it, but have fun. He rolled around on this gigantic canvas, yeah. and we ha- he has created this huge, gorgeous painting um, that at some point is going to get hung in a show nice. and uh, made available for people. It, it really is good. It's kind of a Jackson Pollock meets, I don't even know what, but it, it's... Meets it's, Paris Ashley. <laughs> it meets Paris Ashley, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it was it was really good. I'm going to do a similar type thing uh, at the close of this show on Saturday at five o'clock. I'm going to take down the art mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the other items that are in there. And uh, for every every month for every show, I completely repaint the interior. Uh, but this time, I'm going to give in to everyone's desire. Last time, they didn't just want to paint with a paintbrush on him. They wanted to fling. And paint. splatter the paint. Yeah. So I'm going to get five or six people in their old clothes with goggles on to stand against the walls. <gasps> nice. And, and splatter paint around them. We are going to paint for the next show and just let paint go where it wants to. 
uh, and that'll be for the Steampunkopolis show, which I think will work. I think it works. Yeah. So next month we have Steampunkopolis. Okay. Then after the next month after that is uh, Resurrections. So September is Resurrections. Yes. Okay. Uh, Resurrections is whatever you think in your head it is. Okay. And if you're an artist out there and that speaks to you and your art and something that you either want to do or have done, you need to call me. Yeah. Um, so that's September. October is Toil and Trouble Charm Me Double. Okay. Uh, it's the beginning of the month, so it's not really Halloween, but how can you do a show in October without some type of connection to, to Halloween? It's yeah. Kind of a, and then November. November. This is a story. Okay. November is, um, I had something else I was going to do, and I, I bumped it to February. Uh, I got a call. And I'm not going to tell you the artist's name because I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself in marketing these things. I got a call from, uh, obviously, an older man. This uh -huh. is Mr. So-and-so. I'm calling to talk to you about your art store, your art gallery, or whatever it is. And uh -huh. he left this message. And my first thought was, he must like work for the IRS or the tax. Right, you know, he's very it, formal. You know, and, the yeah. Mr. thing. And uh, so I called him back, and we eventually got on the phone at the same time a couple of days later. He's an older man. He lives south of here. And he's an oil painter. Okay. And uh, he made arrangements for his son to put his paintings online where I could see them. And they're fabulous. They are uh, outdoorsy, lots of animals, waterfalls, sure. mountains, mm -hmm. big, huge paintings. And th it's the kind of art when it's bad, it's not very pleasing and yeah. you see a lot of it yeah but when it's really good and unique yeah um it's great sure uh, it, so it's it hits the ladder it it's good his stuff is really good and he says i don't really sell it i've never shown it uh i just paint to get through the winter and so i thought about it and thought about it and a friend of mine were talking about it so our theme Mm -hmm. for November is man cave art. I love it. Yeah. I've always wanted to make lamps and furniture out of car parts. And yeah, um, I drive a 46 year old Chevy truck. I'm definitely yeah. loving old clunky stuff. Absolutely. So again, if you're an artist out there and man cave art speaks to you, yeah, uh, that's, and then, uh, December is, um, uh, ghosts of Christmas past. Okay. Uh, again, it's early in the month because our days are early in the month, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not sure what that's going to be yet, but okay. I, it will present itself. And then January uh, is going to be some kind of a flower theme. Flower theme, okay. I want people to slog through the ice in the snow down Main Street and walk into Sadie's and feel like they're in a you Spring, know botanical yeah. garden oh. on steroids. That would be fun. Yeah, three-dimensional flower sculptures, flower paintings. Maybe instead of painting, you could just put flowers all over the wall. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good space for people that don't consider themselves to be artists to kind of maybe flex that muscle a little bit. You know, I think there's a little bit of an artist in everybody. I agree. Somebody just needs to look at you and say, it's okay. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's for me personally, this is a perfect time in my life to be doing this. My, uh, skill my profession in my life primarily as I'm uh I always called myself a glorified graphic designer okay uh the gra I've been a graphic designer for many years and uh but I didn't come to it through the art world 
my education is in engineering. I was always a science and math person. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes you don't choose your job. Your job chooses you. And I ended up being a graphic designer. And uh, I think my efficiency and ability with computers and the time that it all happened, I was pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. But I never realized that I was also a good designer from an artistic standpoint. Right. So I'm at that point in my life where I've got this background of being a, you know, I came to it from the marketing angle. Sure. But now I'm, I do my own art. You know, I'm I'm not just pulling everybody else's vision out of my, you know what, Mm -hmm. I'm actually just doing things that I want to do. Yeah. Uh, without cause or reason, and I'm enjoying it immensely. That's great. So, so uh, and being able to share that evolution of creativity with other people Mm -hmm. um, who are also doing it. Uh, I have a couple, uh, I have somebody for the Resurrections show who takes these things. I'm not going to She's not, not going to give spoil it away. It. She's not spoiling I'm anything. not spoiling anything. Yeah. She takes something that everybody has, and she does something very unique with them. Um, but she never really shared that with people. So sure. I have I have tasked her with sharing it. She's she not a, she she's going to share it in a big way. Good. So it'll be fun. That, that's awesome. And I like that it's um, you're finding all these people that are coming out of the woodwork. Well, and I think it. One of the important things is I realized, number one, not everything is going to be good. Right. And not everybody is going to like everything. If everything we did in the space everybody liked, I would say we weren't trying hard enough. Yeah, you can't please everybody, and you shouldn't. Art isn't there to please everybody. It's, and if, it, if you don't like it, then that also starts a dialogue with yourself as, as to why you don't like it. Um, you can't just say I don't like it with no reason. You have to have a reason to not liking something. And you also have to reason to like something. You can't just be like, well, so-and-so said that it was good. So I'm going to like it. Um, so good or bad, you should go and see it because it's going to make you think about things in a little different way. And if you didn't like it and you're still talking about why you didn't like it, then obviously it impacted you in some way. <laughs> Shake up your thinking. Yeah. Um, there was one photo in the Jess Clay food porn show and the first time I saw it you know she all the photos were on a flash drive and I was sitting there in the coffee shop looking at my laptop with her and I saw the this one photo and uh I had such a reaction of both I was intrigued and horrified at the same time mm-hmm. I had this mix of and that one I, I loved all the photos in the show. Yeah, they were um, great. They were really good. Uh, but this one, and it was so interesting for me to be in the space as everybody came in and see people. They Their first reaction was so negative, but they would frequently come back, come back to, to it, it. Yeah. and realize, okay, maybe I don't hate this because I can't stop looking at it. I think uh, I, think I might know the, the picture you're talking about. I thought it was... I was, uh, I thought it took a, a huge amount of, uh, cojones <laughs> to do what she did, um, with that show. Um, and I told her this much, you know, it took a lot of courage for you to just expose yourself in that way. Um, and she was totally open with it. It was fine. And I thought it was, that was good. Normalized it a little bit. And I think people are not used to seeing 
like um, a powerful woman that way. So, I mean, and I, I don't know. I just think, or nudity in general in this area, you're not seeing it. Well, the nudity definitely I only had one person who just like, you know, looked around and fled the room. Uh, <laughs> and, and there were some people that were a little uncomfortable. Um, when Jess called me about doing this, she had this idea. And, you know, me being new to Frostburg, I obviously knew who Jess was, sure. but mm-hmm. I, we had not spent any time together. Right. I didn't know her that well. And then the week of the before the show, when we were pulling everything together, we um, spent a whole day together where she was verbalizing her motivations for doing this. Yeah. Uh, and, <clears throat> I, and I had not known what to expect. You know, she had told me, uh, but I didn't know the photographers she was using. I didn't know the level of, I mean, she was the creative director on all of this. The yeah. photographers definitely contributed their artistry and their fabulous talents but she was the driver behind this and um the the we we did a context statement together um and i can't remember the exact words right now but it was basically that um it, it was as as women there's a lot of talk these days about you know not objectifying women simply because of their gender mm-hmm but just because that's a bad thing, it doesn't that mean that we as individual women can't celebrate our own sexuality. Right. And that that was where she was coming from. And it just spoke to so many people. It did. I, yeah, it did. It was really powerful, I think, especially being being a woman and going in there and being like, yeah, I totally get this. Because she's like, I'm totally in control of this and I am going to this is my body. This is what I want to do with it and deal and I think that that is is powerful, and maybe that'll encourage women to just be like more of themselves and not feel like they have to cower or not rock the boat in a way. Well, and it it led to some fabulous conversations in the show space because uh, you know people would discuss this and in in groups, men, women, and yeah. the, the uh, it was it was fascinating. I, at one point. I turned around and there was a woman, I don't know who she was. Um, if you're out there, call me. <laughs> I would love to talk to you about this. She had gotten through most of the show and we had the context statement on the wall, mm-hmm. that big thing in the back. Yeah. And she just looked up and I saw the tears form in her eyes and run down her face. Yeah. And it was so crowded and I turned around and I, and I lost her. I don't know where right. she went. Right. Um, uh, it was just... It, for me, it was very rewarding to 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 see that happen live. Yeah, that absolutely. kind of a reaction. Yeah. Um, so it's good. It's all good. It's very good, um, and it's definitely needed. I think in this area because you, uh, you these are, these are things that you would see normally in a bigger city with a smaller gallery that's avant garde and great. And like we have that now, which I think is great. Thanks to you for coming <laughs> to Frostburg. <laughs> And opening up Sa- and Sadie for being such a great woman who's definitely inspired you. She has inspired me. <laughs> Sadie and Helen, um, I, I have been so fortunate when I tell people, oh, they're like, oh, you bought the Laporta building. Okay. And they'll tell me their Laporta stories. Uh, one of the best ones was, uh, and I've heard it from two different people, it happened for both people when they were children, mm-hmm. um, World War II ended, 
And Frostburg being on the eastern seaboard, uh, they didn't have lights on at night because obviously fearing, you know, right. German invasion and sure. bombing and all those things. So no street lights, blackout curtains, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the war ended. The street lights came on. And uh, for some reason, and if somebody knows the answer to this, I would love to hear from you. Uh, the bars had to close. Okay. I, I don't know why. Okay. Um, but the war ended. Everybody wanted to celebrate. And all the bar owners took all the champagne that was in their store rooms and went to the Laporta building. Nice. And evidently, not evidently, there was a, until the sun came up, party kick-ass party yeah um the one man who uh i think he said he was 13 at the time he said as as the kids were just running around crazy um because it was just so much fun and all the adults were drinking all the champagne and people were dancing and singing and just just as you would imagine you know you you get your life back basically exactly um and uh he said he remembers coming down the big staircase from upstairs and he said it looked like smiling dead bodies on the stairs people were just yeah like you know they had just partied until they dropped yeah yeah um it it was just so much fun to hear about it yeah uh so you're again creating a community atmosphere at the laporta building i'm trying to and i i'm so grateful that i'm doing it in such an interesting and you know, in a big city, you could have a gallery like this and mm-hmm. you'd have 15 people in the room and they probably wouldn't know each other. Right. That's true. Yeah. But in this situation, Everybody I get 25 people in there and it's fascinating. I mean, they've known each other for years, they sure. have interactions, uh-huh. uh, and it, it makes it so much more colorful, the conversations. Well, they stay like people and 15 people will, will cycle through in a big city and they'll be like, oh, that's great. And then they leave. But um, in smaller towns, people stay because it's a an event where you might run into somebody you haven't seen in a while, and it gives you the ability to catch up and and say, well, what do you think? And then you go from there, which I think is good. One of the things that I'm going to be doing this week is I'm going to be doing a, um, a closed Facebook page okay. for artists, artist right. wannabes. Um, I, I don't like to get too far ahead, you know, with the the, the marketing yeah. and the planning and um how the sausage is made is not the the best way to promote something sure but i want to be able to have a community conversation where people can make suggestions about possible themes yeah. ways to contribute to themes uh more of a collaborative type Collab- thing. community so, collaboration thing. uh if you yeah. uh want to be a part of that closed artist group and don't you don't have to be an artist. You know, look in your wallet for your artist credentials. If, right. you, if you feel you may have something to contribute, even if it's just your own vision and creativity mm-hmm. about what we could do in terms of events, then uh, look on the Sadie's Facebook page okay. and uh, I'll have instructions on how to get to the other one. Good. So if artists want to contact you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, I'm a big Facebook person. Okay. Uh, my name is easy to remember. Kit Pepper. <laughs> the other night... Uh, Josh Brown, one of fabulous uh, potters in Frostburg, uh-huh. with a name like Kid Pepper, I get teased about both my first and my last name my whole life. And he sprung one on me the other day that I'd never heard before. He says, is it always Kit or sometimes you fully assembled? <laughs> <laughs> that is a total Josh Brown. 
<laughs> isn't it yeah it's great that's perfect i loved it that's good so um i'm easy to find okay. um on instagram facebook okay. um if you come by sadie's i haven't figured out how to make the doorbell situation work for me okay uh because of all the different doors in the front and i'm upstairs so mm-hmm. uh can if somebody leave you a note? They can message me on Facebook and say, hey, I'm downstairs. Okay. Uh, this time of the year, they can just yell my name and he- I can hear them. Because the windows are open. The windows are open. Okay. Yell. That's a good one. Yell is good. Good. Um, and if you have, do you have an email? Yes. Okay. And it's Kit Pepper. Kit Pepper. At gmail.com. All right. So we'll, what we'll do is we'll put all of this information with direct links on our website so people can find it. Easily. Oh, I love it. Okay. And then, um, they can email you and, uh, maybe you'll, we, this podcast is listened to all over the world. So maybe you'll get some, uh, some people to come to Frostburg from around the globe. Frostburg is an interesting place to visit on many levels. Yeah, so welcome. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. So send, send Kid Pepper an email. It's an easy name to remember. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. It's Thank been really you. great. And um, and you should come back anytime you want to talk about all the events, uh, maybe a little bit more in depth as they get closer. Great. All right. Thanks. Thank you. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, including direct links to Kit Pepper's email address, also Sadie's Facebook page, go to our website and it's recordtalklisten.com. While you're there, if you want to listen to previous episodes, they're all there. There's over a hundred of them. So if you've never listened to the podcast, it's your first time, uh, welcome. Um, But you've got some catching up to do if you like what you hear. Um, I would be remiss to not mention our sister podcast, Relish Pods. Big things are coming down the the pike. Um, They've done some new videos, so they'll be coming out on YouTube. Um, Also some new episodes, uh, including Party Food, which is the latest episode. So now it's party season. Now's the time to to learn how to make something that everybody will enjoy when you go to parties and keep you being invited back. So uh, Party Foods is out and then their next episode will be dropping soon. So if you have not already, subscribe to their podcast. They have their own feed and you can do that at their website and that's relishpod.com. Also make sure not to miss out on any new YouTube videos. So make sure to subscribe there at Relish Pod. And if you're interested to see what the guys have been up to cooking, um, they're on Instagram at relishpod.com. As far as this podcast goes, we love to hear from you, the listeners. So if you have something that you would like to contribute, if you yourself would like to come on the podcast, um, if you know somebody who'd want to sponsor, maybe you do yourself uh, to keep the content fresh and always coming into your ears. Um, let us know. Uh, we want to hear from you. We're on Twitter at RTL pod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash record talk. Listen, send us a message or leave us a comment and an old fashioned email always gets through at record talk. Listen at gmail.com. This has been another episode of record talk. Listen, where I hit record people talk and hopefully you listen until next time. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.